menopause. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Kate, did you get it or are you still trying to figure out that joke? <laughs> Wait, I don't know. We unpause from the menopause. Gotcha. Thank you. Thank you. Kate's a little slow and on the uptake. unpause. <laughs> <laughs> we're so excited to be back you guys season four can you believe it can you four. believe there's this much period shit to talk about yeah can you believe that there's this much of us that you can listen to can, can you believe that our world is burning and we're still bleeding everything's on fire and our periods won't let up they can't just take a pause they can't you know the, the periods can't just shelter in place should we should we mention who we are? Sure. <laughs> Can you believe we haven't introduced ourselves yet? <laughs> Sorry, it's from all that pausing. Um, we're when I say that I'm talking about our menopause, which we go in between seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I am your co-host Meg Hayes, and I'm your co-host Meg Trowbridge. I am your co-host Kate Elston, and this is Vicious Cycle. In case you, <laughs> oh just, right, your Stitcher app just continued playing. <laughs> that's what right. this is that whole thing this is a show all about bikes no this is a show <laughs> all about periods and the people who get them and oh boy do we have a season for you we are we so jazzed do. listeners we're already like we've recorded so many episodes already we've interviewed some vibs we have uh, done some bleed search already. Yeah. It's going to be so fun. And there's still so much we have yet to do that we don't even know. So we don't even we're know. Um, also, we're so excited to welcome to the pod a brand new member. Oh Kate's God. fetus is here, everyone. Oh, my God. It's a bleedus. Oh, it's, it's a little bleedus. Oh, no, no, terrible. Oh, no. It's a fost. It's a fetus host. That's mm-hmm. what I meant to do with it's it. It's a fost. Yeah. Just, it's a fostest uh, with the mostest. It, oh, um, listeners, uh, I'm pregnant. I'm Today, it's about 25 weeks. And oh my God. Uh, you will hear... Uh, a, a weird timeline of pe- of pregnancy updates yeah. as we continue yeah. the season because as we always say one we're not doctors two don't track our cycles through yes. the season you whatever you do of order nor don't track my pregnancy but I also um, I really love the idea that we have some listeners with like a calendar and thread red thread tracking our period yeah. and just being like it doesn't add up <laughs> which is what Meg and I were doing last season when Kate told us yeah she was maybe going to be pregnant we were like period yes. math period math Meg yeah. and I would look math. at each other in the eye and count fingers and be like D- are you doing it do you have five I have five what does five mean I don't know <laughs> you guys are going to hear my journey uh throughout the season here and there we're doing an ep- I'm doing an episode on how I conceived the child and it's not the old-fashioned way it was through intrauterine insemination mm-hmm. um also you know I have lots of thoughts about what it's like to be pregnant during a pandemic um which is it's you're saying it's actually, not all it's cracked up to be I mean <laughs> it's got its pluses and minuses sure, sure. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. should we just get into our where you bled segment and then I can do a little update about that of course yeah we should just have a whole pluses and minuses show for you to <laughs> really go down the list yeah <laughs> what 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 where you bled what 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 where you bled what 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 where you bled where, where you bled. bled I bled uh 
in the bedroom, in the living room, in the dining room, all over the damn apartment. Hell yeah. Uh, I've had probably three periods since our last one, since since season three. It hasn't been like that long of a menopause, right? I don't know. We did start recording a few months ago. Oh, May, God. Like you tell me. You're right. Don't track. This is when it would be good for a listener to have tracked. God. So shit, we shit, know. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, there's a chance that Kevin and I's nutrition has been better because like we don't eat out as much. We've been cooking more at home. Uh, I'm like friggin' taking walks every day. Um, and so I feel like my cycle has actually gotten a little more predictable and a little easier. Mm. I love that for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I only spot like four days before my heavy day. It's yeah. wild. Well, Meg got a good piece of advice this season that's potentially helping her to be more on the regs. And it was not from a doctor. And it was from an astrologist. That's correct. Astrologer. What did I? Really? Astrologist. Yeah. Is that not correct? Astrologist? I've never heard astrologist. Astrologer. Anyways. Yeah, sure. Um, but uh, what I will say about having periods during, you know, a pandemic and sheltering in place is that um, it has been so long since I've been worried about like staining and having people see a p- potential stain. Like I haven't had that subconscious worry in forever. I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty nice. So they've been pretty easy breezy and non, non, uh, non issues. So that would go on the plus column. Yeah, of a global pandemic. In a pandemic, are a plus. You know, Meg saying she's grateful for COVID. So if you have any (laughs) issues with that, you can call. What I'm saying is, living my best life right now, (laughs) bleeding and thriving. (laughs) May hey, where did you bleed? I've bled on walks. I've bled on talks. <laughs> I've bled <laughs> in pools. I've bled <laughs> in my reusable underwear and hung them in the bathroom of my childhood. That's right, folks. Aww. I'm at home with my parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> she can get a home-cooked meal there. I yeah. can, and it's wonderful. But yes, I took up swimming again recently. Um, but let me tell you, some stuff comes out of your vagina when you're in the pool. And I don't know what it is because, you know, <laughs> there's nothing really. It's not like things, you know, I'm not talking like bottle caps or anything, but <laughs> that I know. I'm just saying like when you switch positions, like when you go from a prone position to standing up, it's just like go gosh, like <laughs> like placid or something. Just like, wow, how how deep am I to have carried that much water that's now just coming out of me? And then when and you're on like, your... And you're wearing a tampon. This is the so part this of is it just... Is like, on, this is like regular. But then when you're bleeding, obviously you're more concerned that you're just like hemorrhaging so into the pool. When you, when you are non-bleeding yes. and you are in the pool, you can just you, feel like queef but with water. I've never, I've seen you post about this on our Instagram and I'm still confused about what the heck you're talking about. He, I could sort of understand yes, it with I the relate. tamp, but I thought it was with the tamp and the tamp was taken was. in some water. Yes. Yeah. That too. I feel like that I'm, pr- I mean, I just saying when you go swimming, the first time you go back to swimming, just remember me. Okay. Uh, well, 
Anytime I'm submerged in water, I think of you. <laughs> Just think of me and call the hotline when it happens to you, and you're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god. I hope nothing I'm got gushing stuck in chlorine." There. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's where I bled. Well, I <clears throat> have not been bleeding, uh, as we've established, but I have been excreting everywhere <laughs> and i think in another ep- in an upcoming episode i talk about this but are you talking about very discharge juicy. i'm talking about discharge mm. which apparently is very common in pregnant people around this time um i'm just leaving a lot of marks is all i'll say and i don't <laughs> she care sent us because a again pic. yeah <laughs> i did send them a picture um to prove it um I don't have anyone to impress and I like you said Magtro like there's no worry about a stain so I haven't even really bought any new I did just buy some pregnancy underwear like maternity underwear because my belly's getting and my butt's getting bigger so Cute. but but I haven't been buying like panty liners which I probably would have had I been out and about in the world so mm-hmm. whatever um but yeah I would say overall I'm having like y'all know this I'm having like a really easy pregnancy so far um mm-hmm. haven't had a lot of pain haven't had a lot of nausea um I've been sleeping just fine um, so I feel like this is either the best sign in the world for an easy pregnant or an easy birth or the worst sign in the world. <laughs> um, so we'll see. But, uh, oh yeah. One thing I wanted to, so basically, okay. Backing up a little bit. Yay. I'm having a girl. So that's exciting. Woo! Um, exciting. who I can talk- A little bleedus. A little bleed, a little <laughs> tiny bleedus who's going to bleed. I'm so excited to <clears throat> tell her about her period. Although I mentioned that to someone and then they were like, well, you could have told a boy about a period. And I was like, that's all. That's actually very accurate. And True. I will tell my nephews about that. And um, if you were going to have a boy, it would be like, we can't wait to make him a super chill dude about periods. Yeah. True. And they yeah. and they would be. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely want to show you guys. I think you'll appreciate this. Uh, according to Clue, I am on day 182 of my cycle, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is Funny because, and I have thoughts about Clue when we get into them in my episode about IUI, but uh, about fertility and trying to conceive. But you think that Clue would maybe Catch send on. me an alert that be, would be like, <laughs> go to a kidding? hospital. I know, I know. You are on day 182 of your cycle and you used to be 30. What's happening? <laughs> and then the other funny thing I will say about being pregnant during a pandemic and everything is that. You know how I've talked to you guys about how I'm a true millennial because my second ever menstrual period was, I bled into the millennium as the ball dropped. I was shedding true millennial through and through. Uh, This baby was conceived the day of the shelter in place announcement in San Francisco. (laughs) So it's only, you know, this kid is going to grow up and be like, I'm a true zoomer or whatever we're calling this generation. Um, Gen, Gen double Q, whatever. <laughs> Gen 19. Q Q. Yeah. Gen, Gen Corona. Ugh. Gen Rona virus. Gen um, Corona. It's been funny too. Cause I think my whole thing with pregnancy when I was trying to conceive, uh, was like, how will you know? How will you know when you're pregnant? Like, what's it going to feel like? And, um, I think, for it's just it's just funny to have experienced that and to have like you know as I've I was waiting those two weeks after 
ovulation and knowing I had two weeks to wait. And then it's like a week and four days, a week and five days. And I start to kind of take stock of my body. I'm like, does anything feel different? Are there any clues to have? And one thing I noticed was that actually I was PMSing way less. And I was like, because usually up into my period, I'm angry, I'm cranky, I'm sad, I'm depressed. Mm. And I wasn't. And it was a pandemic. So I was like, (laughs) I really should be. I should. I really should be down right now. But I was like, that's an interesting, that's interesting. I'm going to clock that, but I'm not going to read into it. And then my boobs were not sore where they would Mm. have been before a period. And so I was like clocking that also, but again, not going to get overexcited. Uh... And then fucking when I knew I was pregnant, my boobs have never hurt so bad for the first trimester. It was just like they were poor Carl couldn't like appreciate the growth of my voluptuous boobies because they hurt so fucking bad. Kate, maybe Um, that's because you have poor brassiere wear. Which is what we've really been talking about. You need to drop. You need to stop bra shaming me, okay? It physically hurts me to see you jostle them so violently. (laughs) As a a big chested woman, where literally a third of my body weight is in my chest area. (laughs) It physically hurts me to watch. I'm glad that it doesn't hurt you. Uh, Um, Kate, do you mind... If I make your pregnancy about me for a second. Please do. I Oh, that's all I want. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. It's about time, right? This season isn't just all going to be about Kate, okay? The Megs Megs are... This is our season, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, as I've said, this baby is our baby. Of course. This baby is going to know... It's going to have you two Aunt Megs and my sister Aunt Meg. It's going to have three Aunt Megs at least. <laughs> An aggressive so. amount of Megs. At least. <laughs> so many Megs. <laughs> um, but if I may, uh, first I just have to say, mm, how dare you? Uh, and second. Me too. You're really ruining our lives, Kate. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not bleeding anymore. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> um, and uh, two, um, this is dumb, but I've had when we shared on IG uh, about your pregnancy, a lot of people who reached out to me being like, Meg, are you OK? And I just want to throw it out there. I am very OK. I'm so excited for Kate. Uh, I don't know about anyone else who's trying to get pregnant and like seeing pregnancy announcements because we all know there's like a sting there. It really only stings me when like my nemeses get pregnant before me. <laughs> and Meg has so many nemeses. And I have so, so many, many. nemeses. Um, all but, named Meg. All named Meg. Yes. There's so many <laughs> Megs. Um, but I I mean, both Meg and I are so pumped about I mean, baby. speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Right, 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 right. We're so um, freaking excited. Also, yes. no one reached out to me. So uh, thanks, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I sent you a WhatsApp. Did you get my WhatsApp? I did not. I, no, Meg, right. Meg there, Hayes, there. way to make Meg's announcement about my pregnancy about you. Wow. Way to make wow. it about me, about you. So rude. That's no, what we do I, here on the podcast. No, Meg Cho, I just, yeah, I think... It is a it's a dance of feelings, I think, and everyone's d- really different. But, yeah. um, you know, we know that you went through something really, really difficult. And uh, yeah, it's it's tough to I think people are people have a good 
instinct to do that but I'm glad that you you said that because like you've said before and we'll hear you say later in the season like this isn't that your your ectopic pregnancy didn't define you you trying to conceive doesn't define you it doesn't define any of us and that's the thing like I don't like one of my biggest things for my baby is like no going forward I don't want to just be a one-dimensional person in her mind or anybody's mind. And that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately is like, I want her to listen to this podcast. I want her to know like all the stuff I've created. I want her to see me go to work. I just got butterflies in my stomach thinking of her listening to this podcast. I know. I think about that a lot. And like, Ah. she's going to have to cover her ear, cover her ears a lot when we talk about myself and her father. But um, (laughs) our censored versions will be very interesting. Yeah, we'll make a kid friendly. It's half (laughs) bleep. It's like the kid's bop version. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of the F word, it's fallopian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so I love you and I and I really appreciate both of your support and you're going to be such a big part of this baby's life. Whether she likes it or not. Yeah. Whether Carl likes it or not. (laughs) I'll get that adoption Um, work paperwork to you, Kate. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also have to say one more funny thing that happened. Um, My bump is bumping. Like, I'm bumping it up for sure. But when it was first starting... Uh, I wore I was wearing these certain yoga pants that really accentuated it and I showed Carl and Carl looks at it and, and sees it and like you could see he got like kind of startled by it and he goes it was just an idea <laughs> <laughs> so that's now what I'm saying all the time now like whenever I'm like I can't get out of bed because it like hurts like I can't like pull myself out of bed or I like trip while trying to like put on shoes I'm like it was just an idea <laughs> listeners another thing we want to tell you about is you know we wish we could be together the three of us recording like the olden times like you know pre-hanks wilson times um (laughs) but we are still recording this from our respective homes over zoom and various contraptions so the audio might not always be so great okay (laughs) and just deal with it sometimes we're using zoom audio sometimes we're using our personal microphones uh, sometimes one of the two glitches and you know glitches get stitches is what I'm trying to say so don't <laughs> don't come at us because we're trying our Bear best with us please thank you also we're soliciting questions for Dr. Kate and uh, for new listeners Dr. Kate as opposed to me Kate is Dr. Catherine White mm-hmm. she's a gynecologist out of Boston she was a contributor for Glamour. She's been on our show before. She's freaking amazing. We're and planning when she's on, on the Coven is complete with two the Coven is two complete. Kates. Two Mexico Kates, exactly. Um, I just repeated exactly what you said. I apologize. <laughs> so it's just like, like, like no, you said it better. It was better. No, I don't know he why. Was I was like trying to like do it in unison. She was period explaining Coven um, to you. Yeah. Um, but we're gonna have her on this season to answer so many more questions we have that came up last season. And already this season. So uh, if you have questions for Dr. Kate, get in touch with us. You can DM us on Instagram. You can email us, viciouscyclepodcast at Gmail. Or best, we think, is to call our hotline, which is 9106-UTERUS. 9106-UTERUS. Tell us how you bleed like us at 9106-UTERUS. Okay, I'm sorry I went low. I thought I was going low because we ended... 
But I thought we, because I, I overcorrected. I thought if I went low, we go high in the end. And I didn't want to. We're not Michelle Obama, Kate. Yeah, we right, start exactly. high and we go straight down low. Uh, <laughs> and it's all downhill from there. Anyway, 9106 uterus is our phone number. Yeah. Um, So definitely call us with anything. Dr. Kate yeah. questions. If you had a corn bleed you want to share with us. Yeah. Oh, and actually, speaking of which, we do have a corn bleed tale to share that we got from a listener over the menopause. <laughs> that sentence was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so let me play this call. It's from an anonymous caller. So on this version of bleeding everywhere <laughs> during quarantine, I'm getting quite comfortable and used to the routine using the cup the first two days third day rolls around i'm thinking oh mellow day no big deal might be you know might be still okay probably still need to use that cup so i'll pop that sucker in for the whole day sit down to have dinner with my husband that evening and i hadn't you know this is probably my fault i hadn't changed it yet at that point but i'm thinking to myself what could be so bad i'm wearing a liner i'm wearing pants no big deal. Even if I leak a little bit, it'll be fine. It'll be onto the pad. Wait, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I just want to say like Jane, you ignorant slut. That's like all I want to say to this person. <laughs> Even though I have so much empathy for them, like we have all been in this situation. The call is coming from inside your vagina. Get out. It's Get out screaming. <laughs> It's like, what could go wrong? Everything. Everything could go wrong. Okay. Okay. Back to the back to the call. Lo and behold, I get up from dinner and what do I see? None other than a blood stain on our light gray couch. Sure enough, panic ensues between my husband and I. And we're fortunate enough to have a little portable couch cleaner. Um, and we spent the next 30 minutes scrubbing and dousing the couch with cold water and disinfectant and cleaner and fortunate enough to not have a blood stain on my couch um, because if that had happened, we'd be in the market for a new couch. Keep calm and bleed on. Love you all. Thank you. Bye. Honestly, that was a happy ending. That was the happiest ending you could it hope was. for. They got the stain out. That's incredible. Okay. You're not you're not ignorant, Jane. <laughs> Pro slut. I think we need to know what cleaner that was. Seriously. Agreed. Please like DM us or call us and tell us yeah, what yeah. cleaner got that out of your couch. Because yeah. we'll have you as our sponsor. That'd be a great sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a couple more phone calls to get to, but I thought we'd pepper them through the episode. So thank you so much I for that it. call. Um uh, yeah. Um, one thing we wanted to do this episode is, um, talk about like kind of what we missed during menopause, like what things in the news came up, you know, this has been, <laughs> Hey, now speaking as someone who's a journalist, I don't know if y'all know this, but it has been a, a, a news heavy summer. Mm. Yeah. What's the, uh, think, what's the journalistic term from, for that? <laughs> it's a shit storm mm. of horrible gross fuckery yeah 
Oh, that's better than what I was going to recommend, which is a newsy doozy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know what it is? It's no. 1968 takes revenge. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's 1968 on steroids and meth and social media. Everything's terrible. Meg, I feel like a newsy doozy would be like a slight wind storm. <laughs> Like a newsy doozy is what we should call our kids bop version of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, That's so funny. Um, anyway, so we thought it'd be fun to, you know, we have a lot of friends and family members that send us, uh, periods in the news. So we thought we could take some time this first episode back to kind of catch everyone up on what you missed uh, or maybe you didn't miss, but we want to discuss it. So this is time for what we like to call on the bleedia. Meg Hayes? On the bleedia. Oh, on the bleedia. Oh, on the bleedia. Bleedia, bleedia, bleedia. Meg Trey, you want to go first? Sure. I would like uh, to just touch on the... Um, uh, interesting developments in bleedership uh in the menopause what's that you say bleedership it's leaders who bleed (laughs) (laughs) um so first up don't know if y'all heard this but biden picked his vp pick and it's kamala harris sure yay 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 (laughs) That's how I feel about this whole election. Just yeah. yay. Yay. <laughs> yay. You know. Hey. Feelings. We all have feelings. Um, but I'm just excited. It's fucking a human being. Who's, and, who's very smart and, yes. and an amazing senator. And who will take down Pence in a debate, one hopes. Yeah. Like, Horror. no one wants to debate Kamala. She's going to crush you. Hard. So just calling out that she's the first black South Asian woman to be on the Democratic ticket for VP, which is a cool historic moment. Um, it also just feels good to have, um, you know, a woman on the ticket because... Feels very we were good. Gonna, we were going to watch two old dudes feels, have at it with each yeah, other. Yeah, it feels and, very good to be like... I mean, obviously, I don't want her to have to, like, come out every time shit hits the fan for black Biden folks. But like, an idiot. But, like, it's nice to be able to listen, someone with the, listen to someone with that lived experience discuss this. And so one of the things I wanted to call out about Kamala as a, as a bleeder who leads um, is just my, my favorite Kamala story and memory is uh, the Kavanaugh hearings. Mm-hmm. And she yes. really, like, like Trump likes to hark on that as when she was her most nasty. Um, when she was her most I, badass. Yeah. What I was just like, thank you for saying the shit because it is very, that was a rough, a rough time. That for, was a newsy doozy. That week. was a newsy doozy. If, yeah. Pardon my language. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so I just wanted to remind the listeners um, that uh, famously she went after Brett Kavanaugh and one of my favorite questions she asked was, can you think of any laws that give the government the right to make decisions about the male body? And he stumbled through that like, uh, uh, do you mean, um, we talking 
<laughs> yeah, med- medical is this medical? What are you talking about? And she's like, I'll repeat the question. Um, and then in the end, he was just like, No, I can't think of any. And I was like, Yeah, bitch, that's right. But he still is on the Supreme Court, and he's a rapist, so everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> wasn't Kamala uh, also that uh, uh, she was in the news because she introduced a bill to research uterine fibroids? Oh, I think I did say I was going to research that and I didn't. But that's all. I think that's basically it. She introduced a bill uh, to study uh, uterine fibroids, which overwhelmingly affect the black community. So it's just, I think, really goes to show. And we talk actually about uterine fibroids in this season. We can Andrea Coleman. So definitely tune in for that. But that was really cool to see that because it just goes to show you that like people in power matter and who's in power matters. And, you know, I always think back to Kristen Gillibrand quote, that's like, if there were 51% of women in office, we wouldn't still be arguing over access to birth control. Hell no. So if there were more black people, more black women, we might have more, you know, understanding of what happens to black women's bodies when it comes to menstruation, like uterine fibroids. And guess what? Hella bleeders of all backgrounds get them. So this is another great example of like a black woman saying this negatively affects us. But guess what? This is going to help everyone with a uterus. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we'll find out in that episode, but so many of us have them and they go unchecked or for some people it's really really painful and causes a lot of problems and I believe there was a congresswoman who helped with the bill who she herself suffered from uterine fibroids so again representation yes it's seeing someone that looks like you but it's also the actions that that person takes that's based on your shared lived experience this is like a perfect example of that it's so it seems like nothing to people that aren't affected by it but it's such a meaningful stance to take and say like this is really important and it affects a lot of people yes plus a thousand good for you Kamala I hope you listen to us more about police reform but also I think you're really smart and I'm excited I think she's very smart and qualified and good for you yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, we're a pr- uh, don't get it twisted, listeners. We are a pro Kamala Biden ticket. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yes. yes. Vote for president and vote yes. for those people. And if you don't vote for those people, you can just turn this podcast off. Like you truly. probably won't like anything else we talk about. No. And I don't want you to listen to any of this. So like, goodbye <laughs> to you. I have strong feelings about people who voted for Trump and who are planning to vote for Trump again. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. OK. <clears throat> Two, we lost two listeners there. We <laughs> like, oh, cheers. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, okay. So uh, next up in the uh, bleedership update is, did y'all hear um, Gretchen Whitmer's um, little period shout out? No. no. Governor of Michigan? Governor, Governor of Belichigan? <laughs> yes. Governor of Michigan, Governor Whitmer. Um, she made an appearance at the DNC. And uh, as she was waiting for her feed to go live, um, she like they hit record early. She's like, it's not just Shark Week. It's Shark Week. Motherfuckers. She did not say that. Yes. It's not just Shark Week. It's Shark Week. <laughs> like to her whole crew as she's about to speak at the DNC. Oh, God See, bless I, do her. You, do you think it was a period reference or if it was her being like, I'm about to chomp? Trump's head off so I do think it's the latter but um she was interviewed I read this I think in like a BuzzFeed um 
article talking BuzzFeed about really the viral. BuzzFeed really covers the important stuff. Only the BuzzFeed important stuff. Doing the hard-hitting journalism that we all need. Like, were you talking about your period lady politician? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, she talked about of where she got that from. Um, she said uh, in this article, it says Whitmer recalled that she had just been to a Kevin Hart comedy show and the comedian opening for Hart was talking about female empowerment and how women don't shy away from talking about periods nowadays uh, where women used to be demure. Now, if a woman is talking about menstruation, she might say, well, it's shark week, motherfucker. Whitmer said it's funny and it's about women's empowerment and it makes me smile. So I would write it's shark week on top of my paper. Um, and that oh, that's was so awesome. In, Cause apparently one of her like, I don't know. Consultants was like a happy warrior wins debates. And so, uh, they, they, they suggested putting smiley faces on her like debate notes. And she's like, that's idiotic and saccharine and I'm not going to do it. And so she'd write it's shark week motherfucker on her debate <laughs> notes amazing. to like amp herself up. And I was like, fuck yes, governor Whitmer. That's amazing. That's rad. Yeah. Love it. Thank so you was- for that updates of bleedership. Yeah. I love that. Uh, um, okay, I'll go next. Mine's pretty quick. Actually, before that, let's listen to another um, another phone call because this actually is like a kind of current events on the Bleedia that we got from our dear friend Nadia. Nice. Fantastic. Hi, ladies. It's your friend Nadia from college. <laughs> I miss you guys. Uh, I love her. Okay, so it, we're still in quarantine. It's July. Lots of stuff is coming up, like, karmically in the world. And I discovered that the pads that I use, because I'm a pad user, I'm not ashamed. I know a lot of people think that it's weird, but I think tampons are weird. I'm not a reusable person yet, but I discovered that my pads are made with prison labor, and it made me really, really, really sad. So I did a bunch of research and I started using my first menstrual cup. So remember when I said that I wasn't a reusable person? I lied. I'm so excited. <laughs> this was my first cycle. It was a quarantine period vagine uh, freaking thing. But it was really great. I didn't expect to love it so much. I used the Lily One cup, which is like a beginner one. And it's amazing it's so clean i don't feel it in the same way that i would like a tampon or something and i just couldn't be happier so if you want to do a reusable thing but also something that doesn't use unethical ways of manufacturing this is definitely a good way to go i do want to say that this also includes a why i cried because when i used my little menstrual cup the first time i cried (laughs) because i can't believe i didn't know that this was such a great option. But I love you. I love the pod. I miss you guys. I wish I could hug you. Oh, my gosh. When this is all over, I'm coming to visit. Okay, bye. Nadia. Nadia. I love you so hard. I want to hug you so tight. Oh, we love Me you, Nadia. Uh, I love that. And I think we should definitely research more of that. Prison labor stuff. I do know that, like, Victoria's Secret famously was using prison labor to make underwear. Um, until they were maybe there was an expose done about it. Um, I don't know if they still are or not. Um, but I'm glad that this all led you to a menstrual cup. It's yes. so exciting. Amazing. Um, okay, so I will do my On the Bleedia next. Um, there is a some good news coming out of India. Um, let me get my notes. Oh, yes. I'm excited for so, this one. So, yeah, um, 
a company called Zomato or Zomato. Um, it's a it's you know India's I can't biggest... tomato tomato Zomato Zomato. <laughs> exactly. I'm always saying that. Um, they're India's biggest food delivery app. It's actually like so big it was like acquired or it, it acquired Uber Eats or something. Anyway, it's wow. very big. It's got four thousand wow. employees, thirty five percent of whom identify as women, and the company has instituted ten days of annual paid period leave for its employees with uteruses. Oh, hell um, yeah. And this applies to tr- anyone who bleeds, trans bleeders as well. Um, the company's founder said in a statement, there shouldn't be any shame or stigma attached to applying for period leave. You should feel free to tell people on internal groups or emails that you are on your period leave for the day. Um, this is not the first Indian company to introduce this. I guess it's been done before in a couple other states. Um, there's also some forms of period menstrual or menstrual leave in Indonesia, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan. Dang. Um, and Japan since the 1940s, apparently. What? Um, Asian countries but, are killing it in the yeah, menstrual totally. equity game. Truly. Um, but it's interesting because, yeah, for the most part, this sounds really great, right? Like, the, women shouldn't, people that bleed shouldn't have to work when they just they feel when they feel like bad garbage. and it yeah. sh- they, biologically they need more time um but some people are saying that well first of all that's really like hopefully they can feel no shame for applying for right. that period leave you know people always say like oh yeah take your pto take your time off no one cares and it's like well are you gonna punish me down the line when you realize i've used all my period days up right. mm-hmm. um so that's a question but it sounds like it's being really well received by the company um, and by the people that work there. But other people are saying, and I I would love to hear your thoughts on this, that this just further stigmatizes women and makes it harder for people to hire them if they know that they have to give up 10 extra days a year to these folks. Uh. Um, and it will be a barrier to be hired. Um, I would imagine at this place in the game, if you're a company that's going out of your way to provide this, you you understand what is what's you know, what you're getting yourself into. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see that as being a, a issue. There's also this thought that like, are people now going to see women as incapable of working? Like, oh, it just feeds into that stereotype you know of oh, women can't fly planes when they're bleeding. My theme for my on the bleedia, which is happening next, is live your damn life because people are going to say whatever they want about you anyways. Boom. People are right. going to continue I mean, like- to have misinformed ideas of us as bleeders. And you know what? If anything, this will show them, I may not need to take that time off, but a Gabby would definitely, or an Allison would definitely need to take that time off. Like if anything, this would show. Yes. (laughs) I I just assume everybody knows them. They're so Friends of the pod. Um, If anything, this would show how diverse people with uteruses are in their needs, you know? Yes. And I mean, it's yeah, it's interesting, right? Because uh, we can't control, you know, the shitty people who still continue to be in power, right? Um, and it's not—it's their problem. Like I kind of, I kind of think of that argument of like, well, then no one will hire women as the sort of like, well, if you raise minimum wage, then no one's gonna hire you. It's like, well, then that's a problem with the society, right? Because right. then it's also like it's that thing when uh, you know a lot of um mothers talk about you know when they're about to hit maternity leave and people are like hmm, enjoy the vacation and they're like fucker <laughs> this is not gonna be vacation i'm gonna be 
fretting over the life of a newborn and putting nipple cream <laughs> yeah, on my nipples. Totally. So like, don't come at me saying this is a vacation. Um, and so it's like, and yeah, it's, it's not that we'd be incapable to do the work, but like if we got badass cramps, it's just nice to have the, the option to take the day off. But that being said, I, I so I think any backlash, it might just have to be something we live through, kind of like the backlash of Me Too, where like some guys are now saying like, well, I'm afraid to hire a woman because I don't know if I'm going to inadvertently harass her. <laughs> you're like, well, then, then you're, you're a garbage. shitty person. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have wanted to work for you anyways. Right. Yeah. Um. So I feel like it's we're just going through those growing pains of trying to make society better. That's true. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's overall a really good thing to just sh- like shut down stigma too. Like obviously India we know is like a very is a country that really stigmatizes menstruation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's really cool that they're doing this just so like the world can know about it. And also I will say that after I read this article, Carl, friend uh, acquaintance of the pod and my husband, <laughs> he. Um, Father his, of our baby. Father of our communal <laughs> baby. Um, he, you guys his, get it right. Sperm donor. Okay. Let's not <laughs> let's not get it twisted. Um, yeah, Meg Hayes is the father, obviously. <laughs> um, obviously, come on. Uh, She's our Irish dad. His his company, he works for Logitech. They just uh, announced that they're giving everyone in the company, men and women, a free day every month off. So that's because awesome because the, the world is so stressful and the yes. pandemic is really tough. So everyone gets a day a month off if and you need working, it. <clears throat> working from home is exhausting. Yeah. So I think that yeah. like, if you know if you're going to give a 10 paid period days, which also some people are like, why isn't it 12? And that's fair. Um, mm, but fair. but I think if you're going to give 10 days off to to women like, yeah, give them off to men, too. Like, you know, men can have right. mental health days they want to take or whatever so i'm okay with that as well they can go so to I training to learn your how to be better during their days <laughs> at cunnilingus wait what <laughs> nice all right meg let's do you're on the bleedia oh, it's a doozy right boy is it a newsy doozy oh, it's quite <laughs> no. a newsy doozy um a little uh commercial 30 second commercial uh that was um shown in Ireland and the UK, I believe this spring, um, was taken off the air in Ireland. And, um, well, you'll see why, because it's obviously horrific and having to do with educating people about our bodies. So that's unacceptable. I feel like I just want to start by reading some of the um, some of the complaints about this episode and then we'll listen to it (laughs) about the commercial. Yeah. Also, um, I wrote this is a read my pit because pit is Irish for vulva or read my fian Irish for vagina fian. That's like legit Irish (laughs) fian. I literally wrote myself a pronunciation guide. Still don't know if I got it right. I saw it in your notes. It has like a G and an H and like, like my vowels name. in it. Very Irish. Yeah. And yours too, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. 62% Irish. Never forget me. You know what? My, my t- 19% it was coming for you. <laughs> it gets together. We almost make full Irish. It's so true. <laughs> and Kate's still a dirty, dirty Italian. Anyways. <laughs> I'm not. Should probably cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, Tampox debuted a new TV ad dubbed Tampons and Tea. 
And it was, like I said, a, a commercial that educates people about how to use a tampon. Sounds great, right? Right? Here are some of the comments. Brash and disgusting and unnecessary. And the woman that said that, I'm assuming all of these people are women, honestly, because mm-hmm, sure. they're mothers. Ugh. This person said that they would not pay. She would not pay her television license fee next year. because She was so offended. Uh, on social media, people complained about the ad airing during family friendly television shows like Britain's Got Talent. And I wrote, shut up your twat, Britain got, Britain's Got Talent. I want to watch it. What is it? What is it that's so bad? Listen, the investigation is it bad or is it not bad? The investigation started after 84 complaints. There were 150 in total, which was significantly higher than normal. And I wrote, seeing as how the famine wiped out half the island, 150 people's <laughs> probably a lot. <laughs> you guys, what I'm getting out I, of this research, I am Irish. Is, I'm also Irish American, so I don't know if I'm allowed to make that joke. So I apologize if that horribly offended you, but I probably had people die in the famine, which is why we're all here. Honestly, it's probably why all three of us are in the United States right now. Very likely. Also, I love that we are getting like a glimpse at Meg's tight five of Irish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's (laughs) there's plenty more. Uh, Okay, here is the... Tampax commercial in question. Hold on to your butts. Welcome back. We have got a great show for you today. So, tell me, how many of you ever feel your tampon? You shouldn't. It might mean your tampon isn't in far enough. You gotta get them up there, girls. Example, our special Tampax Pearl compact grip design is your guide to comfort. Just pull it, lock it, and put it in. Not just the tip, up to the grip. So get them up there, girl, with Tampax. Do it for comfort. That's it! Okay. What? Okay, let's paint a picture for the listeners. It was basically like a a talk show. Mm-hmm. Two women of color, if that matters to people, but maybe that's mm-hmm. why people got so mad. Um, yeah, I mean... It is Ireland, so basically just talking about how to put a tampon in, and when she makes when she talks about how to do it, she uses her hands. <laughs> like, yeah, she uses she, like, a hand, her hands a fist, vulva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, but it looks nothing like a vulva. Okay. It looks like a hand. I've got more bits, you guys. Let's just get to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Advertising Standards Authority for Ireland reviewed the commercial and said it led to four different complaints. One that it was generally offensive. Two, that it was me- demeaning to women because it insinuated that women can't figure it out. Well, I guess we're idiots then because no one can figure it out. You numb nuts. Yeah. Um, and that because it contained- Irish Irish Catholic education probably doesn't teach people about their vulvas. It's right. Kate, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, the third complaint was that it contained sexual innuendo. And the fourth was that it was unsuitable for children. What okay? The most egregious complaint there for me is sexual innuendo because the people the f- think tampons are like dicks. I don't know because people still don't understand. We're saying we're not supposed virginity. to feel it. Yeah, people uh, don't understand how virginity works. This so. is literally for children to learn how to use tampons. Yeah, yeah. for little baby bleeders. And it was so cute. Twelve year old. Not not just the tip to the grip. Hello. It rhymes. So Easy to smart. remember. Okay. 
The ASAI ruled that it caused widespread offense and ruled that it shouldn't be run in the original form, even though they said it provided factual inf- information in a manner that was neither explicit nor graphic. So what the <laughs> fuck was the problem? <laughs> Many said this just reinforces the stigma. And Kate, I thought of your bleat search because others have drawn parallels to 1944 when Archbishop John Charles McQuaid, a Catholic figure known for exerting influence over many Irish governments, noted his disapproval of unmarried persons using tampons. Remember we were like Come kind on. of having a hard time finding very specific. I, I can't remember if yeah. you noted that specifically, but... No, but I remember my mom did talk about yeah. that when she talked about growing up Catholic and her mom never wore, my grandma never wore tampons. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. yeah. I wrote, I literally cannot Ireland. I cannot world. Um, <laughs> also, the Thinks menstruation ad had some issues with people being uncomfortable with that ad um, because it showed a guy with like a tampon string hanging out of his pants right. or something. Right. And then there right. was a Freedom Mom commercial that was supposed to air during the Oscars, but ABC and the Oscars rejected it. And it's so heartbreakingly sweet. I don't know if you guys want me to play it, but it's it's just a, a mom postpartum waddling to the toilet to change her pad and her mesh underwear. Yeah, I heard about using this. a Perry yeah. bottle, which is like a little spray bottle to clean and it just shows like the pain and intenseness of being a new mom. It's so horrific that they are like, no, I'm sorry, you don't get this representation. You just get to continue thinking. Motherhood that this is, is beautiful, just you. actually. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Gross. Motherhood is an angelic gift from God. So right. we will not hear otherwise. For and if you experience pain, that's probably because you were a sinner. So. Yeah, exactly. Furthermore, Tampax said that their original commercial was based on extensive research with consumers across several European countries to ascertain what were the barriers to use tampons. So um For this research, they had bleeders 18 to 24, and they, uh, as, so that's kind of like the age where maybe people are starting to use tampons more often, is 18 to 24. Uh, They conducted an online uh, survey of over 5,000 European adults and found that 30 to 40 of respondents were not using tampons correctly, were not inserting them correctly. Yeah. And 30 to 55% were not extending the applicator fully. So this is a commercial based on research of people. Hello. And Tampox also noted that people in Spain, a country that already had a similar ad run, were less likely to indicate that they were using tampons incorrectly. It Hmm. works. Yeah. It's literally like this should be paid for by the government as like a public ad like a PSA public service announcement this is how you use tampons it sounds like Tampax got a lot of support for the from the Irish public for the ad um that's good yeah uh Fiona Tyrell said or I'm sorry Tampax said our advert was designed to address a very common usage question and to help educate how to use the tampon correctly in a straight talking way we will continue in our efforts to normalize periods and help end period stigma Fiona Tyrell, who's the chair of the Irish Family Planning Association, which kind of sounds like their Planned Parenthood, she said, for the ASAI to accede to the demands of the squeamish few and ban this ad is simply unacceptable. Censorship of information on sexuality and reproduction belongs in the past. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, Fiona. She said, to ban the ad on the ruling of general offense suggests that vaginas, periods, and period products are all offensive. 
She also added that there's a lack of knowledge around how to safely use menstrual products because of inadequate education and sex ed in Irish schools. She said she had a lot of people writing to her saying, I wish I had this commercial when I was a kid. So I thought, I'm just going to make a show. It's going to be a puppet show, a hand puppet show. It'll be released (laughs) in Ireland. And it's going to be called The Volvi Club Kids. Okay? The Volvi Club Kids. Okay, can I, an alternate title? Yes. Volvateen Rabbit. Done. Volvateen Rabbit. Really good. In the show, <laughs> all the characters eat cotton yum yums. And the cotton yum yums are hidden within plastic wands. And the puppet <laughs> who gets the most yum yums all the way in their mouth wins. Okay? And I wrote, for fuck's sake. Wait a minute. You don't put tampons in your mouth, though. You're going to confuse the children. You're right. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> put them in their vaginas. This is the whole point. You're trying to teach them. I know, put, but remember the, the like, hand vulva. The hand. This is all about oh, how the, the hand, hand vulva looks like a. Yes. Right, right. Uh-huh. Okay. I that's wrote... Not, that's not what my Volvo looks you like. You Catholic fucking idiots. <laughs> then I wrote, let's all move to Australia. Because in Australia, there was a commercial, a Libra commercial that depicted blood. And they ruled that it did not breach ethics codes. In August 2019, Asalio Care, which makes Libra period pads. And I believe we watched this in our pads episode. Shout out to our pads episode. Go back and listen. <laughs> Ran advertisements in primetime slots, highlighting a number of ways young girls and women experience menstruation. Scenes included a young girl removing a bloodstained pad from her underwear, a close-up shot of a woman in the shower showing blood and water running down her legs. Oh, yeah. You, you guys remember this one? Yeah. So ad standards, um, they handled complaints against advertisements, received more than 600 obje- objections to the advert, and they dismissed all of them good boom so um i'm gonna share my screen and actually we're gonna do a little play uh we're gonna all read the complaints in australian accents oh no we are oh, not no. what oh, why are you doing no. this to we us we have australian listeners we can't oh, do no. we'll be doing that oh, oh no go on to melbourne okay oh, so no. oh no this is so embarrassing i can't believe you're doing this to me good day okay People were outraged. The commercial was shown on TV after 7 p.m. saying that children, yeah, may see the ad (laughs) and ask their parents about periods. The horror. Okay, I am apologizing in advance. I am so (laughs) bad at all. I've tried, you guys. I've tried after watching. Okay. I am absolutely appalled that Libra. Okay, nope. Um, Yeah, you question. It's great. Um. I'm absolutely appalled that Libra has cho- chosen when I was to talk to my seven-year-old little little girl about periods. <laughs> great. May I go that ahead? great. Go ahead. Fuck. Okay. <clears throat> no, it's not annoying. <laughs> the images portrayed in the ad are disgusting and demeaning to women. Oh, that's what? really good. That's that you went hard on the Outback. <laughs> like I was in the Outback. <laughs> We're I terrible. apologize to our listeners so in Australia. So sorry, please keep listening. You have a really hard accent, but it's so beautiful. Yeah, and it's beautiful, and we love you. Basically, people said they didn't want to eat dinner and <laughs> watch, an, or watch I hate, commercials without period. I fucking hate that thing of, like, the parents, how dare you. Oh, God. I should be the one to tell my child when I feel comfortable about this stuff. It's like, then do it. Then fucking talk when about they it. Ask if me, it came on the TV. Too late. Then fucking 
turn to them and say, you know what? This is a really good jumping off point. Let's talk about this. That's what my fucking yeah. mom did. We yeah. were watching Third Rock from the Sun once and Kristen, what's her name's character, back. Sally, is a virgin and says it. And my mom turns to me and says, do you know what a virgin is? And I said, yes, even though I didn't. <laughs> but I'm like saying is that it was a conversation jumping off point and I think I probably mm-hmm. figured it out a couple of years after that but thank you anyway mom for the effort <laughs> so like if you are so open to talk to your kids and fucking talk to your kids because these are the kids yeah. that need it the ones that exactly. aren't being talked to well, yes. somewhere in the research it mentioned that maybe you're not allowed to show blood in commercials and that's why this keeps popping up so I decided that we were going to do a quiz called which of these movie trailer TV spots has blood in them interesting because as we remember from our live show there are plenty of films with lots of blood that don't come out of your vagina hole here's a quiz the quiz is called there has been blood okay (laughs) aka did this movie trailer have blood 1917 Oh, I thought that was the, the year of the movie. <laughs> no, like, what? the first trailer. The film, 1917, World War One film. I mean, it must have had, like, blood smear on a face, right? Yeah, I would say. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I would say yes. The answer is no, but it does okay. show a man being dragged while on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Next film, There Will Be Blood. Uh, yes. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it was mostly all oil, oil-based. Okay. Yes. Daniel Day-Lewis is cuddling with the child, and he has blood dripping down his face. Also has blood dripping down his face at the end of the trailer. Also, there's black gold, fires, and axe, and horses. But that's okay because <laughs> when your blood's dripping down your face, it means you're masculine. Yeah, um, totally. So you've been okay. in a that's fight. Okay. You've survived a fight. So yeah, strong. So true. Yeah. Also, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, if it were Daniel Day-Lewis giving a, a, a how-to on how to insert a tampon, oh, I'd be like, well, that's fine. Honestly, let's write <laughs> that's <fine>. that. <laughs> let's. Oh, my God. Can we please write this for cisgendered men to show? Hello, ladies. You know that would for sure be okay. You guys, that would so for sure be okay. If Bono of U2 were in that commercial, there would not be an issue. We would not be here today having this conversation. It'd be, he'd get the peace prize for it. Next film, Inglorious Bastards. Yes, there had to have been. There must have been in the Tarantino. No. Hmm. But it does show someone getting their neck sliced, but it cuts out the blood part. It also shows. Mach- no consequences to being having right. your neck sliced open. Right. It also shows machine guns shooting up a windshield and a room and an explosive fire and a red smeared background on the title page. So it's mm. like blood, but it's graphics. You know what I'm but saying? It's, it's like yeah. this yeah. is going to be bloody. Yeah. I mean, if I if there's anything I want my child to know, it's that periods are shameful, but when you slice open a man's neck. That's okay because okay. there's no blood that comes out of it. Right. Because that's we cut away. To- we cut away. Next film, Rambo. Yes. There had to have been blood. It was the, it was Rambo. And also, yeah, it was an earlier time. I feel like it was more lax back then. That's what I was thinking, Meg. 
Okay, yes, there's a quick showing of scratches on his face and his blood sh- soaked on his shirt. It also shows an exploding truck, a knife, a shoot, and shooting a machine gun in the air. Also, this was the trailer for the sequel, Rambo, colon, Last Blood. So blood is in the title. Well, yeah, yeah. again, it's okay because he's been in a fight. Rambo is our symbol of masculinity. Yeah. And finally, Robocop. <laughs> I have no idea. He's a robot. He can't bleed, right? Uh, I'm going to say no, only because I can only picture Robocop and a Ford Taurus. And that's all I can picture in this movie. No, but to be fair, he's a robot, so maybe no blood. But there was gunplay. You see someone shooting him. Gunplay. He has Wolverine knife hands. More gunplay. His thigh holds a gun. A woman's being held hostage with a knife to her throat, and he shoots. Hopefully not the woman, but who knows? All's fair in love and war, am I right? And wait, there's blood. A guy has a knife. with. He has knife marks all over his face. Cool. And gunplay to take us out. So there is blood. There is blood. Okay. Even though it's a um, film about a robot. Yeah. Maybe, and a woman is... maybe being killed in a hostage crisis. But that's what but people don't go. Let that, but don't let that woman ever have needs yeah. that are biological. No. So, listeners, the moral of the story is people with vulvas, ladies, anybody listening, anyone that's not the status quo... Live your fucking life because people will always be offended by you for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter what you do. Your mere existence is always going to be offensive to people. So just do whatever you want to do. There's no right way because the system, like we know today, the system will always find out ways to make you the one that's the problem. Always. So true. Hell yes. So So just do you. Just do you and don't listen to the 84 complaints when like the majority of the country is like, fuck yes. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Meg. Wow. Yes. That's really good. Um, you're welcome. Cool. Oh, so that was our on the bleeding. I hope everyone enjoyed that. As always, definitely like, you know, listeners send us uh, links, tips, hat tips, tricks, <laughs> cereal. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting tired. Um, <laughs> Send us stuff so because we can read about it and talk about it on the podcast. Okay, so one thing I want to do before we go is this season, as our regular listeners know, we um, often, when we have very important bleeders on our show, we ask them three crazy questions. And in my head, it's always with two Ks. It's crazy and it's question with Ks. We asked some crazy questions about their period. Um, And we've already started recording a couple of these interviews. And I thought it'd be fun for the three of us to answer those questions in our first episode so people know what our answers are. Yes. So uh, let's do question number one first and just go around and answer it. Uh, The first question is, the first crazy question is, if if your period could indulge in any comfort food, what would it be? Chocolate. Jalapeno cheddar Cheetos for me. Mm. My So I made, I meant to like write down, I meant to prepare and then I totally forgot. So I'm just shooting from the cuff. But my gut right now is saying um, spaghetti with like big meatballs. That That's just good. Yeah, it's meaty. There's iron. Yes, there's like the good tomato sauce. There's Parmesan, Parmigiano. That sounds good. I want that right now. Yes. 
crazy question number two. Which TV character is your period? I'll go first. I've thought about this. Okay, so frequent listeners will know that my period is very chill. My period is really easy. My period is like the cool girl. So I was thinking, okay, my period is like that underdeveloped cool girl character on a TV show that only really exists to like bounce off and be the friend of the of the the protagonist dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that, you know, she's written by a man. She comes and goes. It's very weird when she's there, but you like you don't hate her, but it's like, I guess. So basically, it's Saved by the Bell's Tori. I oh. knew you were going to say that. Tori, who knew comes it. like leather jacket, so very randomly in the final season when yes. like Kelly and Jesse are mysteriously no longer at Bayside High School. Yeah. Tori rolls up with her leather jacket and her motorcycle and her frizzy hair. Yeah. And it's like, she's fine, but like, where did Kelly and Jesse go? And like, never addressed. Like, it's like, she could be worse. Like, yeah, I'm really grateful she's not bad, but like, (laughs) good for Zach. She's not Kelly. She's not Kelly. How dare you? How dare you speak ill of Kelly? (laughs) No, I'm saying she's no Kelly. Oh, of course. Yes. She's a Tory. So that's my, that's my periods TV character. Wow. Mine's Kimmy, Kimmy Gibbler. (laughs) Oh, that's really good. That's really fucking good. I don't think I need to explain myself. Nope. It's you don't at all. Straight up Kimmy. On her worst day, on her baddest day, our best. She doesn't, she have, doesn't a good have good day. days. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't have good days. She doesn't have terrible days, but you're never really that happy to see her. No one is. Truly no, no one is she's happy just kind of like a- there and then thank you're like, thank God she's And gone. why is DJ friends with her? Like no, it, Charity. It's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She has a she cool had, It's bike. a duty. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This is this is where I'm at right now. Okay. I don't know. This is like sort of a deep cut ish. Um but I'd say my period is Christine Baranski in The Good Wife. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. I now I think she now that character has her own show called The Good Fight maybe. Anywho, she's kind of a boss bitch, but also kind of just a bitch bitch. And like, she's like, look, I do what I got to do to win, to like progress, to find success. Uh, So like, you're not always happy to see her. You're also kind of scared of her, but also like, she's kind of a badass. I feel like, and sometimes she saves the day. And when I'm like in the throes of waiting for my period, when she finally comes, I'm like, oh, thank God she's here. That's really funny. You're like almost on edge waiting for her. Yeah. That's really good. I love it. Fantastic. Good answers all. Very good. If your period were made into a film, what would be the title of the film? Or a film inspired by your period? Yeah, I, I for this one, I used um, a an existing title. Um, and mine is As Good As It Gets. <laughs> Perfect. So good. Perfect. It's just as good. You know, it's a fine period. It's as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to bend the rules and just say mine is the Full House reboot. <laughs> oh yeah, that's bad. That's real bad. Fuller wa- House. Fuller House. Fuller House. You watch it when you're like nothing else to do. It's not good. <laughs> you have it on in the background. You have it on in the background. I was strictly going by the title. Like sure. I don't actually like that's but yes, yours is more the theme of Fuller yes. House. Yes. Like it. It's background noise. You know what I mean? Sure. It it it, it you reminds don't pay you that much you're attention. It reminds you that you're not alone. <laughs> it reminds you that you're a woman with feelings <laughs> and your house could always be fuller 
Mine is uh, uh, I'm the blob. Sure. <laughs> the blob. For reals. The blob to the blobbing. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. I'll take that. I was trying to think of like, like some some idiom that sounds like like the weight like long time coming, but it's not that bad. Oh, um, twenty eight days. No, that's Gates. That's Gates. Oh, what about six days, se- six days, seven nights? <laughs> also a deep cut. I saw it in the eight, theater. What about eight crazy nights? <laughs> Ooh, I like both of those. Future future uh, guests on our show can use those if they yes. have to. Smart. Um, cool. So, yeah, uh, listeners, if you feel so inclined, please let us know Tell us. any of your answers to those questions. Yeah, uh, who wants th- this? Is we haven't done this in a while. We haven't, and I'm sure many of us have cried. Mm. <laughs> um, I can start, and I'll start light. Uh, uh, only because I mean there are obvious reasons why I cry. Like uh, most recently, it's end of August, and um, Jacob Blake has been shot, and that all the news coming out is very emotional. But keeping it light. Um, I finished my like 100th rewatching of Parks and Rec and that finale gets me every time. Like when Leslie Nope, when they like decide that she should run for governor and like, the, and then you just see her path and like, and, and the way they wrap it up where they're like, okay, are you ready? And you just like, you don't know who's president. Yeah. But really, I mean, and like, but you're pretty sure that's, that is what's in store for her, but you get to like, you get to I love when like a show gives you the imagination room to like send it where you want to send it but Mm. it just like ends on her saying I'm ready and just like it's such a satisfying journey for a character and I just cry every time I'm just like I'm so glad we have a Leslie Nope in our life eh." so I was crying and then I went I like watched it in bed and then I went to brush my teeth and like somehow looked at myself in the mirror at having just recently <laughs> cried and I was like <laughs> and I continued to cry that's good so yeah also um, racial injustice it's it's this this yeah. country is garbage I feel like that's how we're gonna do everything we're gonna be like obviously wildfires can't leave my house <laughs> cried all weekend um but, but also. the dumb reason I cried which is yeah so yeah wildfires mm-hmm. couldn't leave my house um sad for the humanity mm-hmm. um uh but the dumb reason is that, you know, I've 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 just I've been known in the last 25 weeks of my pregnancy to just burst into tears randomly. Mm. Uh, and that's going to happen. And I'm, I'm ready for that. But uh, the other day I went on a walk. I could leave my house finally to go on a walk. And Carl had left um, the litter like he had taken out the cat litter, but hadn't taken it out to the garbage. So he had put it in a bag and left it in our like enclosed stairwell going outside and so it just fucking smelled up the whole fucking thing and I just 
my tears welled up in my eyes and I was so mad that he couldn't just fucking take the garbage out but also and I because we couldn't also like I don't know if we could open the windows because of the wildfire so like I, I was just like how dare you have the kitty litter right in the stairwell it smells so bad and that's why I cried that doesn't sound dumb at all that I was sounds so mad I was so valid <laughs> but I also love I mean, knowing you pre-pregnancy, you'd be like, Carl. But now you're like, I don't know. This is a personal attack <laughs> on my heightened sense of smell. <laughs> I think I've only cried for sad reasons, just feeling so overwhelmed by the sadness of racial injustice. Mm. Um, I guess the upswing is I've been feeling be- better Aside from that, it's weird to say that you're doing yeah. well when, like, the country's so sad. Yeah. And has been for a while, and many of us are, you know, continuing to wake up to just how horrible it's been. Um, but I've been, I don't know, like, things, priorities kind of fall into place right now. And, like, what's important, what's most important, what is worth spending your energy on. And so... I feel like I've been trying to center myself so that I can be stronger to like dive into what's needed to help, you know, change our communities, local and national. Um, But, you know, I'm a teacher and I just went back to work, so I'm sure (laughs) I'll cry about something soon. Get ready. Get ready. It's only a matter of time. I mean, that was part of me just being exhausted on Monday, like... Mm. I was in a meeting for four hours and I was like, I'm done. I have 175 <laughs> more days of this, like more school days of this. And I'm already counting down the days. I'm like, that is not a good sign in my profession. <laughs> when you good. start the countdown this early, it's not looking good. It's, it's probably the worst place to start right. the countdown. I know. Listeners, that wraps up episode one of Fisher Cycle season four. We do have more phone calls that we've gotten over the menopause. We will play them um, as the season progresses. Please call in if you have a story or a question. Remember, we're taking your Dr. Kate questions as well. She's a real gyno. She'll have real answers for you. Yeah. Um, next week... We are having an interview with renowned astrologist, astrologer, astrologer, <laughs> Jessica Lignato, who is amazing. She has this great podcast that's truly like therapy yeah. uh, called Ghost of a Podcast. She comes on and she reads Meg Tro's birth chart and gives her advice about her period. You're going to learn a lot. Um, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram and keep calm. It's It's a a newsy doozy doozy out there. there.